Getting out of my house, I was just 16 Met you in the dark down by the creek We mess around till we got cold feet Summers in Kentucky, they were hard to beat Twenty-five years later, how our lives have changed Beating girls on the road who were half my age Times I think about the creek when I'm on stage Summers in Kentucky, man, I miss everybody alive from the Dutch Hall. We are Canada's only late night talk show and the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. Bar none, I would say. And I think we are that way because we have the greatest band in podcast history and also the greatest band in Canadian late night history, the Nocturnal oh, yeah. Emissions. Yeah. 
This week they're comprised of our good friend Aaron Allen on rhythm and vocals. Thanks for having me. Michael Boer, band leader, playing rhythm and, and harmony. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Beside him is our good friend, Steve the Reluctant German. Hi, Willie. Stevie. And of course, playing the balls of the Nocturnal Emission, as always, is our great friend, Whiskey Wes Higgins, everyone. Hey, yeah. And as per CRTC rules, to be Canada's only late night talk show, you have to have so much French Canadian content. And we have that on the drums today, our French tickler, Kev Belanger. Hey, you know, no show's complete without a super fan, and today's a very special one. Not only is she one of our greatest super fans ever, but it's also her birthday. Happy and birthday. she also happens to be one of my favorite people in the world. Lori Ball is here, everyone. Let's hear it for her. Happy birthday, Lori. And running the board today, our director, my brother, our bus driver, our old former bartender, Paul Van Dyke is here, everyone. And who else is here, Paul? Now introducing your host from Life from the Dutch Hall. Two-time. Two-time. Two times, Peter. Yeah. Two times. Two times. Two times. The important part is two times. <laughs> the important part is two times. Because it, it, I didn't. those didn't come easy, those two-time President's Club Awards. I'll tell you that right now. It doesn't it, just happen. No, it doesn't just happen. That's, that's a lot of hard work and dedication for two crystal trophies that sit right beside Dave's mustache. <laughs> and they're held in exactly the same regard as Dave's mustache in a jar. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. Hey. As I said, we got a great show tonight. Hell we got yeah. like a, it's a super fan birthday party, which is always, uh, always exciting when we can mix a birthday in with the Live from the Dutch Hall night because we're always going to have a good time. Right, Lori? Always a good time. And you have been with us since the very beginning. You listen to every episode. You got it. Oh, really? Really? Every single episode. You got it. Wow. And I'll tell you, I don't want to give any spoilers away for the show, but I'll tell you, this is to get people to listen further on. We got live feedback from a real super fan coming at this show. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? What, you that want was... me to read what I wrote you today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that way I don't have to look it up on my phone. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll just tell you. Okay, cool. And, you know, we also have Aaron Allen, which is, a you Woo! know, this guy, this guy, Aaron Allen's here tonight. And he, this guy's been on the show multiple times in many different shapes and forms. He's like a renaissance man, Aaron Allen. Re a real renaissance man. I guess so. Because you're not just an you're not just a musician, Aaron Allen. No. You're no. you've also dabbled in comedy. A little bit. You you you've been sketch comedy. You've been part of the oh, yeah. uh, Pop and Chip Party. You can't deny that. I forgot about that. That's what I mean. You forget yeah. about a project <laughs> that for most other people would be a big deal. Yeah. Right. But you just forget about it because you're and no, you, you draw on people's bodies. That's the the visual arts. That's how I pay the mortgage. Right. Yeah, not with anything else. No. Yeah, but um, but I'm saying everything you do is uh, stuff that you don't hate. No, I don't hate any of it. I hate music a lot, though. I, I hate music a lot. Really? Yeah. Music's the most like work for you? Music is the thing that I hate the most. Yeah. Really? I love it, but I hate it as well. Yeah. What's the part that drives you crazy about it? Ah, I've just been doing it 15 years, and it's, uh, you know, when you make records, you go into the hole all the time. 
Oh, yeah. Like, you do these passion projects, and I feel like one of these days my wife's just going to fucking leave me. I'm <laughs> sick of this shit, but she never does. I don't know what's wrong with her. Yes, I know. That is a big part of it. Yeah. I agree with that 100% because my wife as well. Yeah. I used to have a real job, like <laughs> yeah. a real actual job, like which would pay bills and yeah. feed children, yeah. you know, put roofs over heads, that sort of thing. They like when you have that. Yeah. yeah. I had it for a long time. I was a provider, you know, like a brought home the bacon. Two-time yeah. President's Club award winner, <laughs> for fuck's sakes, you know? I don't have any awards. No. No. But you, but you, did you ever do something you hate? Uh, yeah, yeah. I worked, uh, the worst job I ever had was working at a turkey factory. I did that for four years. What, killed you, turkeys. You killed them? Well, I, did, I did not kill them. But no. when they, you, you, I, I worked in the factory where they were killed, but I didn't literally cut their necks off. No, you right? didn't. But you no. contributed to their death. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't help was, save them. No. But no. I'm a vegetarian now, so I feel really? like. Really? Yeah. Because of that experience? Because of that factory. Really? Yeah. What about it? Because, like, I mean, I, I look at food because I'm a farm kid or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I look like. I know that everything i eat as far as meat is concerned has been murdered in in some sort and i don't care at all like it has <laughs> no impact on me i don't give a shit if chickens are shitting on top of each other in cages no. and suffering they're chickens you know like they're meant to be eaten by us we're like controlling them would i prefer they're riding around in a field or whatever like with their friends having a good time free run free yeah. range or whatever yeah, yeah that's cool I, I would eat that too yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kill that thing and eat it, right? Like, I yeah. mean, that's just the farmer in me. Like, I can't get the sympathy for the animal that I've raised to eat. You know, of course, you like the you like the cow or whatever that hangs out and shows some personality in your backyard. But you're still gonna <laughs> kill him at Christmas time and put him in the freezer. You I know? couldn't kill him. I couldn't kill no. him anymore. You couldn't do it. No, any. couldn't do it. I had a buddy of but mine uh, that was a farm guy. And he bought a pig. He like he ended up working in the bank with me or whatever. And then, but he still bought like a farm property. So he had like a pig. So his kid knew that like where his bacon came from or whatever. And like, and they called the pig Tony. And then they would feed Tony every day. And then all of a sudden they, had, <laughs> they fucking murdered Tony. You know? Poor Tony. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't right. Tony's in the freezer. And then they ate Tony for Christmas. You know? Tony baloney. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he tastes yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Tony. Sports only, eh? But, <laughs> but meat is so delicious. It is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bologna, fried bologna sandwiches were good. And uh, yes. Oh, it's just the salt yeah. in it is so delicious, right? Yeah. So you uh, gave up meat completely. How long have you been a vegetarian for? About 12 years. And, and do you eat, yeah. like, things that look like meat then? Like turk, like uh, tofu bacon or some goddamn, something? Uh, I don't really like the tofu stuff. I'll eat a veggie burger or something. But, but, yeah. that's, but once in a while kind of thing. Once in a while. I don't really eat frozen processed food. So what do you yeah. eat normally? Like, what, like what do you, how do you get your protein? I don't really. I'm really protein deficient. <laughs> I have shakes and stuff, but I'm not very healthy. Like, people think vegetarians are healthy. I'm probably not that healthy. I don't like vegetables either. Really? Yeah. So what do you eat? <laughs> Bread? Like carbs. I eat uh, a lot of carbs. Oh, yeah. that's, not, that's not right. No, that's not right. Yeah, right? I know a person. I'm not going to say too many specific things because I don't want to embarrass her, but uh, she was a vegetarian, but she was a big lady. Yeah. And uh, she ate uh, vegetarian pizza all the time. Yeah. Right? I ate a lot of pizza. Yeah. And then so she was huge, but she just ate carbs all day long. Yeah. You know? Like, you th yeah, you think vegetarians would be, like, healthy, but no, sometimes they can just, like, be, like, uh, fat slobs like the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. Very fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think that, like, you know, you ever see, like, a, a person, like, in Toronto? I always, I always think of the city people in particular, and they're, like, uh, in a kitchen, right? Yeah. 
they're like, or they don't, they have a kitchen in their in their house or whatever, but they don't use it. Now they're even making apartments in Toronto with no kitchens at all, right? Because no people way. don't use them, right? Yeah, they don't use a kitchen, and they do, they don't they they brag about it. Like I see the people on the news. I might have talked about this on the show before, but I saw this lady. I did right, yeah. but the, it drives me crazy. <laughs> the lady the lady is on the news is like. The person's making a fucking sandwich, <laughs> yeah. right? She's bragging about the chef making a sandwich. She can't figure out because she's never done anything like it before in her life. She doesn't. They go, "Do you have Worcester sauce in your town?" I don't know. Cause she's never been to a grocery store. They just order out every night. Really? The people that live in these cities, and then and and that's and they think of themselves as being more evolved, but they can't do the basic function of feed their face. <laughs> You know it's more I mean? pretentious. They're from Toronto, so you're going to deal yeah, with they, that. Yeah, but they think that that's like more like sophisticated to not be able to feed yourself. Like you got to make a soup. That's you got to put <laughs> some bones in a fucking... Bo- that's uh, just a, ignorance. Yeah. If, 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 yeah. if you feel that you're better for not having to cook your food, that's just ignorant. That, <laughs> yeah, I can't... Funny. That drives me crazy, man. I can't say yeah. I've ever met... I know a lot of people in Toronto, but I can't say I've ever met anybody who can't cook their food. And no, doesn't the, cook their food either. It's a certain kind of person, you know? It's it, And I don't even think it's... Downtown a, in those high-rise... Yeah. Yeah, 20, it's... 20,000 a month and they plus. And they're probably not Toronto people. They're probably people that immigrated to Toronto from some shit town like mine and no i love my town by the way i'm not saying <laughs> shit town in, in a disparaging way but uh, i love my town but they you know what i mean a small little town then they go to toronto and they think they're fancy shit because they went to toronto the real toronto people are like small town people they're just like little communities of people that grew up there and you know those people are kind of cool it's the ones that go in there and they have this pretentiousness of the fact that they've accomplished something just by moving to a big city and then they end up like becoming like a like uh, in this whole like uh, p- prison of whatever the city is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a box and a box and a box. They just like go to work in a box and they come home in a box and then they, and all these guys had to work and they get food credits if they stay at work, so then they can they they don't have to cook, but if they work late they get a food credit so they can eat. Because it's so expensive to live in the city. Really? Yeah. My buddy I've lived in New York. My buddy lived in New York. He was a, in, a, in a law firm, like a rich like a like by all accounts a rich guy. Yeah, you know, because he makes a big living, but in order to buy his apartment and like, Paul, shut your mic off. <laughs> I can't listen to that the whole show. I listen to part of the show, but not the whole show. Wait, wait, hey, make sure you put it back on for commercials, eh, Paul? Have a nice nap until the feedback. He fell asleep during your story about the Yeah, I'm sorry. About Toronto. <laughs> about Toronto. Yeah. No, Anyways. this one was about New York. Little boxes. No, he was in New yeah. York, and he was like a lawyer. He made a lot of money and stuff, and he was like, uh, but he had to stay. Like, he he work, if he worked late, he got a meal credit, and he would be able to go and eat for free. So he was like, he lived in New York for like two years. He used his kitchen once. Why do you need that free voucher when you're a fucking lawyer? Because, because it was so expensive to live there that even that, Expense that big paycheck he got was still tough to cover the cost of being like wearing a three thousand dollars suit and playing the part of a big shot New York guy. Really? You know what I mean? Like Messed once up. you once you decide to play that part, you got to like follow it the <laughs> whole way through. You gotta do it. And it's like it's really expensive and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's a lot of wasted money on bull crap, you know. Yeah. In my opinion, but oh for sure. But a friend of mine uh, was a big shot in Toronto, still is. And uh, he crunched the numbers and realized that it was cheaper to hire a professional cook to show up at the beginning of every week with meals 
for the whole week for the whole family, all the lunches. So he and his wife don't have to make lunches for their kids. They come home. They go to the Monday. Cheaper than what? Cheaper than um, when you factored in all the time it takes to go grocery shopping and to prepare the food and uh, uh-uh. to cook everything. Um, crunched the numbers and found that it was cheaper to hire somebody else who could come uh, in. I'm going to call bullshit on that whole thing because there's no way <laughs> you can't get a fucking bunch of bones from a butcher shop and a carrot and celery and onion and put in a pot. You know, that's a fucking soup, man. It costs you nothing. <laughs> it's delicious, right? It's delicious. You, can, you, you serve for a week to your family. I'm kind of rich. Like, I'm kind of rich, and I still eat like that. You want to know why? Because it's delicious, and it's cheap as shit. And you buy the cheapest cuts of meat, and you cook them all day, and they're cheap it's as... It's good for you. It's the best thing in the world. It's delicious, right? But you don't. But even if you're a vegetarian, just buy real food that looks like food. Yeah. And don't fucking, like, get it in a box that says it's that food, but in a different form. Like, just get it. No, I don't eat that. Like, food that looks like... That is food, you know? Yeah, real food. I yeah. eat broccoli sometimes, but I don't... I'm not a vegetable fan. And even frozen stuff is better than like canned or anything like that. Like get frozen because it's the same. It's fresh. It's like it's actually frozen. It's it's in its ripest form, so it's actually frozen is not bad. But don't get canned ever. ever. No. You want to make because they make everyone fat. Why are the poor people fat and the rich people skinny? That doesn't make any sense. Poor people's food is delicious though. Right. They got the best food. Yeah. 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 That's why. What yeah. what are they doing? Like why would they why do they allow us to like have like eight aisles of fucking food that's marketed towards um like Population dying? Control. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to kill us on purpose. They make all these bright colored packages of beautiful stuff and it's delicious, but it's all full of sugar and salt and all this stuff that kills us. But we still buy it because it's on the lower shelf. If you want the healthy stuff, it's on the top shelf. It's expensive. Yeah. It's like, you know, they, they don't want you to to buy the good stuff. Even the the organic aisle, like most cheap people, stay away from it because you're. I want to pay more for this shit, right? It's a banana. It's inside the peel. I don't care if it's organic or not organic. <laughs> it's inside the peel, right? They spray whatever they Bad want on it. I'm eating the inside. In. Bad stuff's not getting in. That's what I think. But at the grocery store, you have to stay to the outside aisles. You can't go into the aisles. That's where all the the poison is, right? Like the yeah, stay the, in the fruits and the vegetables are on the outside, and the coolers are in the back somewhere. So. And the rest of it's all and crap. The rest of it's all crap. Yeah, like a whole grocery store, like eighty percent of it's crap. <laughs> yes. And most people are eating it, and they're dying of diabetes and fucking heart disease and all this shit. And it's costing us all money, but we still let these big corporations. I'm, I don't know why I got on for this, but like, <laughs> but wait, but it's a true point. They let all these guys like feed us this shit, and then like most people who don't know any better, are just like getting sick, and we all pay for it, right? That's right. Anyways, it's not funny, but it is like. Uh, Makes me mad a lot. <laughs> you just tell. sit around and get pissed off about this shit. Eh? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, don't, why don't they make it easy for people to be healthy? Like, you know, we've got fields of corn, but a f- human can't fucking process corn and make everything into corn syrup, and we can't even, like, digest it. And then, uh, but they could put all that same land into something we could actually eat. Then we would have a lot more shit we could eat. <laughs> that's right. Right? Just switch out the shit that's killing us with stuff that's not going to kill us. That, what's the big deal? Couple bones. Sounds like a good point. Then I don't have to die. Like it's just an easy thing. But most people <laughs> don't. Like you, you know better, Ray Aaron, right? So you go to like, you like eat like a good, real food, right? That's yeah, what you're saying. we eat organic and everything's organic. Something looks like like a like a vegetable or like a. Well, you like you like pizza, right? But like I, a, your wife probably eats right. 
Yeah, yeah, she she <laughs> makes me healthy stuff. We eat pizza once a week, but sometimes But she'll twice. make you stuff that that'll actually like make you live longer. Yeah, yeah. Because she, sure. she cares for you and loves you. She makes you. me eat it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just eat it out of necessity. But all the organic stuff is like it's rotten before I even get it home. That's what pisses me off. Yeah, that is like, true. Like I pay 3 bucks for an avocado and it's rotten when I cut into it. Yeah, you have to All the organic yeah, it is true, and that's yeah. why a lot of times you can actually get deals on it because they're trying to move it because no one's buying it because yeah. it's too expensive, and then they end up uh, uh, like like dropping the price to move some rotten shit yeah. on you, right? But get 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 this solution, make it the same fucking price, <laughs> right? Because the guys that are selling it don't give a shit, hey, and then 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 even the guys that are say you only buy the stuff that's not going to kill you, and then sell that yeah. for the right price. That the market will pay, and then don't sell the stuff that's going to kill you. That's what I say. Seems logical. Yeah. But what are the farmers doing? I don't know how why it costs so you much. You know what to it get- is? This is my thing about the farmers. This is my thing about the farmers, right? Yeah. The farmers got uh, like in Canada, for example, they'll tell you that you have to have like uh, uh, like you can't use certain chemicals, right, Michael? They'll tell you you can't use certain chemicals. They're not approved in Canada. Correct. Okay. They'll say you can't use these chemicals on your, even though they're going to make your make a lot more money, you get a lot more like yield and it'll be cheaper for you and all this stuff. But it's not approved in Canada. It's approved in the states. It's approved in China. It's approved in Brazil. Wherever it's Mexico. approved, right? Mexico, it's approved everywhere. But then they say we're protecting our consumers from the the shit because that's their that's why they don't let the farmers use it because they're protecting the consumers from using this bad stuff that's not proven yet. And yet they let in all the shit from Mexico, all the shit from the States, all the shit from everywhere else that's got the stuff they won't let our own farmers use. So we got to compete with this product now with our, right. with our, you know, I say we as, as though I'm a farmer, but they, uh, but the farmer has to compete with like now the Mexicans or the Americans who don't have the same rules that we have. So you're not protecting the consumer because the consumer's buying the cheaper thing that they get. They got to use the poisonous product on yeah. that you don't think is safe for us. But you don't protect us from it because you buy it from them anyways. So you're just punishing your own farmers. Right. That's what I say. So the far- I don't blame the farmer. The farmer's going to take every advantage that's given to them. The 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 playing field. If you want to do it, you got to do it for everybody. You know, yeah. which they'll never do because nobody else gives a shit. We give a shit more about people in Canada than they do anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we're, so we're going to be the last to give our guys a break. You know. Well, I think they should at least. If you're going to protect us, then don't let in strawberries in the wintertime from shit countries that are putting DDT on it or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know? You wonder why they're available. Yeah, that's oh, what I say. Because uh, they can use all the chemicals to keep the bugs and the weeds down. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yielding great down there. We yeah. can't do it here. No, you get fucking... Our farmers pu- struggle with it, and then they don't get the yield, and what do you do? Yeah, and they say they say uh, like uh, I always think about blue mold. They always had stuff for blue mold for tobacco because that's what I grew up in tobacco. And uh, you'd see the blue mold come through the states, and they could spray it with some shit that would kill it, and then it would still come up to Canada, and then we couldn't spray it, so then we would just lose yeah. lose our crop. I, I think it's oh. constant. And yeah. No matter no matter what uh, farm like what crop you're in, I mean pre-approved stuff is like two years ahead of us in the states, pre-approved. Meanwhile, like. We should be using this stuff too, because two years later, now we can use. Oh, it's okay now, but yeah. two years ago, 
It wasn't. Yeah, it, so, but the states have already been using it. So yeah. So it two years sense. they had a fucking advantage over us, and then you think that that that's cool. It's you just know? typical but Canadian it's just, legislation where we're two it, years behind. Yeah. Don't you think you would help out a lot more if you said, "Can we just shorten it so we're shorter than the other countries, no. so that our guys can have it first? That'd be so too easy. We could have an advantage, you know. But no, it's bureaucracy upon bureaucracy because our government. I don't know how I got in this again, but. <laughs> But I do believe that they just tie it up in shit that they think is like important to them because they have to preserve their own jobs. But they're not looking for what's best for everybody. They're just looking to preserve their own jobs. Yeah, right. these like egotistical assholes. Oh yeah. Like that, just you're supposed to be a public servant. Like serve the public. Like you're supposed to help us. Help us. You know. Not I think not you hurt run. Tire hands. Uh, run for office. If I ran for office, I yeah. would have to work with all those people I hate. Yeah, that's true. So then it would be like eventually you'd see me. You'd see me on the news a lot. Like strangling <laughs> Kathleen Wynn, you know. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry. It's true. Probably get a few cheers, actually. Yeah. Green Party's yeah. looking for people right now. Really, Green Party? <laughs> I think if I strangled you could Kathleen. Go for Norfolk Council first. I don't care enough about Norfolk. I was gonna say three, three Council. councilors are stepping down. Who? Why? They're done. They're just. Just old. Yeah. They're old. I don't know. It's like I, 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 the thing about running for Norfolk Council is that uh, that's even like worse, isn't it? Like, isn't it a bunch of old way of thinking and stuff mm -hmm. that you have to well, get for past? Sure, for sure. I just How wasn't sure if it? that was your first step. Oh, yeah. That's right. They pay like shit to be in politics, <laughs> right? In Norfolk County, sure they do. Yeah. yeah. You'd be the mayor, you don't get much money. You got to be like a retired person yeah. to do that job. What right? up, Charlie? That's why they get all the kinds of. Uh, yeah, Charlie doesn't listen to our show, but you know who does? Dennis Trevally. Oh, there you go. Former mayor of Norfolk County. He's an <laughs> avid listener of our show. So. I've seen him with the medal on. Yeah. There you go. Whatever that yeah, guy supports is. us. Yeah. I'm going to put a challenge out to Charlie Luke. Charlie Luke, you want to prove you're as good as Dennis Trevally? Maybe you support our show a little bit. Oh. Motherfucker. Well, we didn't fight for Charlie Luke. Come on, Chucky. <laughs> I'm not saying I support or not support Charlie Luke. I'm not going to make a political stand because I've never made my political views known. I don't, not, I don't support any party. I'm my own man. He's <laughs> the Pete party. Yeah, the Pete party. That's the only party I'd run for at this point in time because all the rest of them I disagree with. Because every person has their own mind. They don't always agree with what a, a platform would be. So I, like, I think as a person, if you're running, you should be able to say what you think or what you're going to do. But you can't. you got to say what the party thinks. And then I don't agree with anything that a party thinks, right? Yeah. Isn't that the whole point? You should be a, like open thinker. Like when you're trying to do something, you do it right. The Pete party. Yeah, you're never gonna make it anywhere if you're thinking for yourself. That's right. You're never gonna make it in politics, especially because they, those fuckers don't care. Yeah. They want to <laughs> preserve themselves, right? So I'll go there and say like, I want to do what's right. I'd last about a second. No one would vote for me. Yeah. Like especially me. <laughs> and the, the they would right. My wife understands. No one would vote for me. <laughs> I'm not likable. Even if I called you on the phone to say, like, I'm going to run, I'm running, I'm Pete Van Dyke, I'm running your party, people would be like, ugh. <laughs> like, why are you so, like, uh, I want the angry guy that showed up at my doorstep, made my kids uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It would be me. I'd get my own vote. My, even my wife wouldn't vote for me. You'd vote for me, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because my wife believes in me. I have you. a wife like yours, Aaron. She's like incredible. I don't know why. I was getting on that at the beginning. I said I had a real job, and then I gave it all up, and now I tell dick jokes, and she actually supports every minute of it. I don't know what's like wrong with her. Why? Why do you do this? <laughs> stop us. Yeah. Why can't you? We're stop morons. <laughs> yeah. We're we're making the wrong decision. Yeah. Why can't you see that? It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Your love and support is only not teaching. It's only like encouraging us. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Make me go to work. <laughs> you know, we're out. getting real late. We were talking about too much bullshit, but we have to do a, a segment called Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. That ended weird. It sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you. Paul, get a one shot on this. This is brought to you by this one right here. Can you get a one shot, Paul? On me here, this one. Oh, we get it right in there. Yeah. Down, yep. Oh, oh wait, wait. I gotta get this out. It's brought to you by. It's not awkward. Oh, no. it's so bad. <laughs> Aaron Allen and the Small City Saints. It's their new album. It's called A Judgment Day, and uh, this is what we. I forgot to promote at the beginning of the show. Aaron's. It's gonna be released on uh, April twenty seventh. Is it? That's right. Yeah. April twenty seventh. They're having a big uh, a release party in London. And I think if you're in the London area, you should go out and support Aaron because he's this is a real a real artist in your community, and you should support him because he's doing great work. And if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. It's true. Right? I'm going to retire at any time. And where are you playing? <laughs> uh, where's, the, where's the album release party? Aeolian Hall. Uh, Aeolian in Hall London, yeah. in London. So go yeah. check it out April 27th. It's going to be a great time and uh, a lot of great music. So Judgment Day. And thanks. He, brought, he gave me the CD, too, and the T-shirt. That's awesome. cool. Shit. Yeah. Which is a medium and shows off my muscles. So thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> it's also, our show is also brought to you by Amazon. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and you click on either of our Amazon banners, and if you don't see them, shut off your ad blocker. They're there. And then you'll, uh, you click on those. You do your Amazon shopping. Boom, we get money, and this show gets better. That's how it works. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Do it. And uh, do you know it. who else this do show's it. brought by? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Van Dyke Party Services. No yeah, we're coming into the springtime. You know what? Spring cleaning. I asked the flowers. Yes, the flowers grow. Tulips. Sometimes, sometimes I plant tulips around my pool. We're in the greenhouse. Oh, yes. Yes. The greenhouses are starting to be uh, prepared. Showing the greenhouses. And then a lot of times what you're saying is like spring cleaning. This isn't fun. I don't want to do my spring chores. I don't want to clean up the yard. I want to do all those things. You know what you can do to make the day go faster? You can call, give us an email at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com and hire Van Dyke Party Services. What we'll do is send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins in bright yellow jackets, and I'll tell you, your spring t- cleaning is going to be the time of your life. You're never going to have more fun. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of, our, all of our expenses, which will be very dear. Oh, yes. And we're doing no fucking cleaning. <laughs> wow. Just the windows. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not 100% satisfied, we're going to return that $100. No questions asked. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Oh, yes. Clean yeah. Flow. And Clean Flow. Let's just say Dave Charters is, again, not here. We have not mentioned it because it's a bit of a sore spot for the show. Fuck you, Charters. Charters is a, you know, he's a diva. He's a piece of shit. And everyone knows it. And uh, the guy <laughs> likes to... Uh, the guy likes to uh, pretend that this show is all about him. He makes demands week after week. And some weeks I like a toy with him because I know that the crowd enjoys hating him, right? But some weeks I'm like, fuck you, Charters. You know, stay home. Stay home and think about what you've done. We got Aaron Allen here to replace you, and he's doing a way better job. And you should think about what you've done and re- realize how easily you can be replaced, right? So anyways, Dave Charters, uh, I don't know how I got on that. Was that something to do with clean flow? Oh, I think he's avoiding Matty uh, O's uh, request mm-hmm. for Charters to do uh, his commercials week after week. 
they gave us real money, like cash money to do this show. Clean Flow did. And Charles had a ready commercial just one every week. He can't handle the pressure. You know how much he did? Zero. Ding. Yeah. Zero point I think zero. he did one product review. Yeah, he did. And the one time, remember when he stuffed that can of honey goo up his ass right. by accident? Yeah, he used it the wrong way. Yeah. That was the only two things he did was one time he did a commercial and the other time he stuck a can of honey goo up his ass and his wife had to get it out with a pair of like, salad tongs or something. Remember that? That'll do it. Those are the two <laughs> things he did. That's well, it. Maybe he did it again and that's why he's not here today. He gave me a real shifty response. He just said, I'm not going to be there. I got something going on. He was just like really shady about it. So yeah. he's probably given another date night with an old can of honey goo. <laughs> Polish shapeshifter. Yeah. So uh, who else do we got that? Oh, you know what else we have to mention? Our other other sponsor, which is Norpac. Oh, oh, turn your mic on, asshole. <laughs> I said Norpac. The beef people. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Because that's your job. Is you when I say Norpac, you say the beef people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, Paul. you say the beef people. <laughs> <laughs> the beef people. Thank you. Which brings us into our first piece of feedback. <laughs> which nice. is actually from a, from a listener that we have not heard from before. He sent us some feedback on live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. He's, it's Sean Dalster. Oh, Sean. Yeah, Sean oh, yeah. Dalster. He says, uh, attention, Mr. Peter Van Dyke and the live from the Dutch Hall crew. Hey, that's us. Sounds serious. Yeah. Very professional and <laughs> respectful. Over the past month or so, I have noticed Mr. Paul Van Dyke, again respectful to you, Paul. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Paul Van Dyke has been given the new title director, <laughs> and you have dropped his title as bartender. So you can take this as my application to fill his extremely valuable position. Oh, oh. challenge. I don't claim, not a challenge. He's saying Paul's no longer the bartender, and then therefore it leaves an open slot on the show, right? right? Uh, so you can take this as my application to fill his extremely valuable position. I don't claim to be a super fan, but I am a new huge fan. All right. Was if you are a new huge fan, that you can be a super fan. That's, that doesn't disclude you. You don't have to listen to them all like Lori. We just well, like Lori yeah, more. Yeah, you do. You just have some catching up to do. Right, right. You're not going to beat her in a super fan challenge. As Manny Fajo found out, he was, a, he was, he was his ass was whipped cleanly like it wasn't even close. And I'll do it again, Manny Fajo. Oh, yeah, we might have to have another one. <laughs> uh, whoa. Anytime. You know who might get you is Bonesy. He's never missed one. Bonesy. That's what he said. Well, hey, bring it on. There's a few. Out, there, there's a f- there, on, there's a few people out there that have been like you that have been since the beginning every show. Wow. Yeah, and they've heard Paul breathe the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fucking mic. <laughs> that mic is weird. As most of you know, I'm a Norfolk boy with a wife and two kids, and I'm looking for one night a week to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> Bingo. Oh, ding, listed ding, ding. below are a few of my key credentials to take into consideration. Number one, he's a Norfolk resident, which is not uh, necessary, as we uh, proved by the French tickler. That's right. The tickler is Oxford. from Oxford. Quebec. He's in. Oxford, Quebec. Wee, wee, wee. Tickle his way in there. Wee, wee, wee. And but it does help. It does help when you're from Norfolk. Yes. You don't have to uh, rinse them off before they come in to get the manure <laughs> smell off them. <laughs> or, the, or those Heldman folk. Yeah. He does smoke darts, he says. Perfect. Which is good. Brink beer. He can use the word cunt in any conversation. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is very helpful That's to impressive. replace you, right? 
Uh, and he has a smart serve course, <laughs> which uh, mm. which really uh, um, he says, but who the fuck cares? But I'm saying, you know what? It might be helpful if we actually got our shit together, right? <laughs> Less pukes. Yeah. So keep up the great entertain- uh, entertainment. Cheers, Sean Dulster. What an All application. Right. Yeah, that is a great application. So outstanding. You know, it's so good. Very formal. It's so good. Sean Dulster, you're a listener of the week. He's no a listener way. of the week. This is his week. It's your week, Sean. It's your week, What Sean. an application. Oh, yeah. He really impressed us with his first Amazing. try. He really impressed us. This is another guy. He's not a first He's not a first time guy, but he's a, I, this is the first time I got a, like an email at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. And this is Chris Unwin. Oh, Unglewood. You know Chris Unwin? My boy. Yeah, he's no. a former listener of the week and also a shareholder of the show because he donated oh. the cowbell. He did. Right? No way. The yep. cowbell. So he donated the cowbell, so we, we have to call him a, we're calling him a shareholder. And he says, hey, Pete, this is Chris Unwin. I wanted to say <laughs> thank you for the shareholder title and the listener of the week. Hey. Big fan of what you guys are doing. Uh, just thought I'd maybe throw a couple song ideas for the boys to try, Ooh. which we have asked from time to time. So number one, let me know what you think about this, guys. Right. Sob by Daniel Radcliffe. You know that one? Yep. Son of a bitch. It's a good one. Get me a drink. Oh, it's good it's a good song. song. Yeah, maybe. So I think it's hitting all the boxes. Okay, we got like it. It's in. Number two, Wagon Wheel Old Coral Medicine Show. Hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Now this is where we get into country music. Right? Is this where we get it's a, a country? popular one? It's a popular song. Now, is this is this brown eyed girl kind of thing? Is this like too popular? So now you guys are like, you know, it's sort of like brown eyed girl and Hootie and the Blowfish, even though you know the song was mostly written by Bob Dylan. So I, yeah. was it really? Yeah. yeah. That song was written by Bob Dylan. He wrote the chorus, and then Old Crow Medicine Show wrote. The but Hootie got the biggest. Uh, who do you got the biggest hit out of it versus Old Crow Medicine Show, right? That's right. The only reason that uh, Chris probably says Old Crow Medicine Show is because he went to that concert in Simcoe with the Mumford and Sons, right? Yep. Yes. And Old Crow was there, and they played that song, which was theirs, and that's the only reason we know that. Right? <laughs> that's right. Right? <laughs> yep. and then, uh, but otherwise, it would be because of Hootie. Yes. Or the Blowfish. Which one is he? Is he the Blowfish? No, he's just Hootie. Is he the is Hootie? He Hootie? He has a real name. Darius. No, I there thought the go. band was Darius Hootie. Hootie. Darius <laughs> Ruckers or something. Something like that. Who gives that's, a fuck? Yeah, but he's the, I think he's the blowfish, actually. I don't think he's Hootie. Yeah, he blows all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's the hey. second he's the second black cowboy since Charlie Pride. He's <laughs> a get off his back. Breaking barriers. He's breaking barriers, yeah. Charlie Pride was like Charlie Pride was a real a real uh do you know Charlie Pride, Aaron? I don't know Charlie Pride. You don't know Charlie Pride? Oh, oh no. look him up. Here we go. He was like a old school, like Conway Twitty era yeah. country music, you know. Uh, Fully black. Yeah, black guy, like a real black guy, just country music out of nowhere, and you're like, "Where's this, this black?" And he'd come to Simcoe too all the time <laughs> and perform. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Charlie Prime. All right, I'll look him up. He's Miss Django. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that movie Man. is based off of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Charlie Pride, the only black cowboy. Yeah. Django on <laughs> I only know that because <laughs> my Pride I think my story. I think my parents had a uh, Charlie Pride record. Sure they mm. did. And uh, and I remember uh, thinking this is good black guy's wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> singing country music. I never heard such a thing, you know. <laughs> I, but anyways, Charlie Pride, look him up. Um, oh, we have to check with our cheese lady. Oh no way! We know how to do that. Yeah, we have to check with the cheese lady. 
Cheese Lady's fastly taking the place of the Haitian Dwarf as our most consistent uh, 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 member of her, uh, what do you call feedback. it? Yeah, feedback. Oh, Lori has oh, the power. Oh, I got it. Lori I has the power. the power. That is birthday power because normally it's only me that shares that power, Lori. That is a Oh. This is birthday power, and it's. Do it. uh, you feel good? Do you I feel different? It. You're standing up. You, I love you, it. You said. I can't <laughs> wait until I say my feedback. I can't believe it. But first, we have to get the cheese lady, Lori. I know, cheese lady. <laughs> cheese lady says this. She says, "I need to bring you guys a cheese tray for being so awesome." Mm-hmm. Sure. For sure. Sounds great. Just let me know when you want a treat. And cheese lady, you know what? Right I'm going to tell you this because your your uh, piece of feedback. Was not only like generous and kind, but it was also infuriating, because you know goddamn well we like cheese every week. <laughs> Anytime. We like cheese. We have a cheese tray literally every week. At the end, we have cheese, meat, pickles, and uh, cracker. And perhaps an olive. Uh, sometimes an olive or, or a pickled beet. A chocolate nut. It's called a, ju- a Dutch Hall cheese tray, it's and it's become a staple here. Sure. And what we're counting on is Norpak. they're gonna give us our meat and maybe the second mouse in delhi would give us their cheese and we need a pickle person yeah so we are still looking for a pickle person and if you if you make a nice cracker we're willing to talk (laughs) make something like a ritz and give us an email live from the shell gmail.com cheese lady bring the cheese anytime any place we're gonna eat the fuck out of that cheese (laughs) yeah thank you for all your support so uh that's it for feedback I thought live oh. feedback. Oh, shit. I forgot live feedback. Live feedback, and we got one sponsor. This week's live feedback is brought to you by our friends at, at Yarmy yeah, Electric. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Kevin doesn't have the power. I He's a Frenchman. Uh, there are so many. They're just giving it away. You're giving it away. It was supposed to be special for Lori. Now you're giving it to the tickler? Feedback. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, this 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 week's live feedback is brought to you by our friends at Yarmy Electric. Yarmy Electric, we've told you week after week, and we're going to tell you one last time. Stop calling my cousin Derek. He's busy. He has lots of children. He's a member. He supports the community. He puts out your fires. He d- what more do you want from this fucking guy? I don't care that you feel like your house may be in danger of burning down. It's not my cousin Derek's problem. He's got a busy business, and he doesn't need your fucking problems to add on to his already busy life. It's greenhouse season. There's lots to do, and it doesn't involve you and your family's safety. That's right. He's a fireman, for fuck's sake. If your house burns down, come put it out. What more do you want from him? Yarmie Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. Also brought to you by Clean Flow. I'm going to give that one to Clean Flow as well. Sure, why not? Thanks, Clean Flow. And, uh, and this week, for the very first time ever, we have a super fan in studio on the birthday, and she's giving a piece of live feedback for last week's show. 
which is called, uh, what was the last week's show called? Uh, uh, it was Go uh, Go uh, Gadget Dick. Go Go <laughs> Gadget Dick. What did yeah, you think of it? I can tell you who was there. Yeah, who was it? Uh, it was all the comedians. Joe, <laughs> it was. That, it was all the comedians. Looked like Gloria's gonna puke you know there. The comedians like to talk over each other. That's yeah. That's one mm-hmm. thing, but. Um, Joe does. Joe, Joe. Let's. Uh, yeah. I, I had to have a talk with Joe. Joe, yeah, Joe. Joe's hard to listen to, really. Honestly. He was supposed to be the co-host of the show. He didn't look at me the whole show. You know what? So I felt like last week was kind of like the new Limburg night where Jeff and I were there and the people walked out because oh, of yeah. all the dick jokes. Yeah. That's what it felt like. You guys were talking too much about circumcision and stuff. Like I, I was like losing my mind. I was like, okay, get off this fucking topic. It Did you think it was interesting the stuff we talked about? The Muslims wash their butt with like a water bottle. That that was fine. That was different. Yeah. Once I got on the circumcision and dick stuff, it was like too much of that. Like it just. And I literally found that out that day that Muslims wash their ass with a water can. Yeah, you did. I didn't know that. You did a lot of research. Yeah. I also said <laughs> that um, I nice was, Pete. I was. You'd be happy though that even though it was driving me crazy, I still listened through the whole thing because I was hoping that we would get off that topic. It just right. stayed there a while. Yeah. Um, it was meant to talk about their show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the roast thing. I think the roast thing is an awesome idea. Right. Um, brother or sister roast. If it was you and me, I'm not in. I'm right. not roasting you. You're but I'm a comic, me. though. I know. So it wouldn't, I don't think I'd be allowed to because I'm a comic. Oh, it's just people. They don't want comics I, do it. I think they want people, like regular people, and the comics comment on it. Like it would be you and Paul roasting each oh, other. Oh, see, and I. And then I would be in the I would be in the comics booth, like giving my critique. I of was it. thinking that I would like to see you and Paul up there roast because it it would be fun, and then Lisa and I would be in the crowd. Well, Paul would have to compete against the guy who's a comedian, so I would kill him. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think there's lots of things that Paul could say to uh, to roast you. So what's about me? What What would you roast me about? Because I'm curious. Because I know what all the comics would roast me about. It's clear. Whether, but I know. I don't know what you would roast me about. Because you're my sister. I didn't say I would roast you. I said Pete. No, well, even Paul. What would he roast me about? Because I don't know. It'd be different. Because you know what the comics would roast me about? The fact that I mooch off my wife. That's all they make, they make fun of me about. I, I'm sure Paul could could do that too, but I'm. But the thing <laughs> <laughs> You'd also use that. <laughs> You'd also use that because that's a good one. A good that one. really cuts it me deep. Good. Yeah, I shouldn't have actually let people know that one because it does hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, if that was the case, if you guys were roasting each other, then Lisa and I would sit in the front row and we'd watch that and we'd probably enjoy it. Watch? Would you watch the whole fight, even as it broke down at the end, where? For sure. Paul was saying, stop choking me. People watch it. People watch a train wreck, right? Quit hitting me. me. (laughs) You wouldn't have to hit me more than once, Paul. Paul only has to hit me once and I'm out. Because he's he's got a frying pan for a hand. Like, I can't get past it. But I know he's got one. Cast iron. You better work on your left, asshole. Because I'll tell you, uh, that you come with the overhand right every time. And I know how to block it. And as long as I grab that big right hand of yours, I'm cool. You, sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. right. you tried me a couple of years ago, Paul. I got that overhand right. That would have hurt me bad. You know it. He was being nice. Work on your left is what I'm saying. Work on your left or go low. Go low, I wouldn't even see it coming. That's what I mean. You got to change your game. We fought too many years. <laughs> 
I know your tricks. I own you. There you're way tougher feedback. than me. You're way tougher than me, Paul. I'll tell you that right now. You're, Paul's way tougher than me, but I beat him for years. Like it's, I'm in your mind. I'm in your cage, Paul. I'm banging around in your cage. You can't even get. You don't because I'm too much deep in there from childhood of beating you up constantly. I know all your moves. It's my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> the next fight's gonna hurt. I know it already. <laughs> <laughs> the next one's gonna hurt because I'm talking too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I may not want to see this one. So, uh, Laurie, but all in all, we know we know we have to control the talking over each other. What else can we do to improve last week's show? Um, yeah, keep it changing it up. And like today, I think that th we started off a little slow with stuff that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> well, the the political stuff. Uh, well, Aaron got me talking. For today's already. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that means I'm not allowed back. Yeah, that means no. we have to. No, no, I have oh. to direct this next this next segment's gonna kill you, Lori. Oh, I can't oh, that's wait. fucking hilarious. No, Aaron, <laughs> you can come back anytime. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> that brings us to our guest tonight. Oh, right. oh, yes. Aaron, are you ready to play us a song for your new album? I guess so. This is this this song. Let me just set it up. Which one is it actually? Uh, we'll do Judgment Day. It's a title track. Oh, ju oh the title track from the that's new album, sweet. which has not yet not yet been released. But once you hear this song, you're going to be waiting by your computer. That's how it works, right? Nowadays, How yeah. will they be able to get this album once it is released? It can, it'll go up on iTunes, Spotify. All, all the stuff. Google Play, yeah. You are because you're a real musician that sells your music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes we get people in here that are not. <laughs> no? But you are the okay. real deal. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, And you, you were on... You were on former uh, talk shows. You were telling me that, about that before the show. Oh, yeah. That you were actually on former Canadian talk shows. Big one. Big the, one. The Huge big one. one. J.R. Diggs, Man in the Van. Man in the Van yeah, was you got to look up Man in the Van. Man yeah. in the Van. And this was a this was a program on global television, right? At, at one time, and I think it kind of went down. But it was like a minute. Like it wasn't very long. No, it was a half hour. No, no, I mean, like, the, how long did it run for? <laughs> well, like? I think he ran for, like, 11 years or something. What? Yeah. Really? I yeah. don't know how I don't know about this. And I even know who the guy is. He had, like, multiple versions of it, but, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's the problem with Canadian stuff at all. Like, this is why when I say we're Canada's only late-night talk show, we, we are, but we're... Damn right we are. But it's yeah. like, uh, why? Like why? <laughs> why are we... Because J.R. Diggs is retired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, making his comeback. Yeah, he's yeah. making his comeback. He's got a podcast, too. But it's like, but like Canada doesn't do anything to support any of their shit. No. I think Mike Bullard was the last late-night oh. talk show, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's yeah. the last real one. That, Bingo. Yeah. They, they oh, consider oh. George Stromanopoulos oh, yeah. a late-night talk show as well. And George Stromanopoulos actually has run longer than we have. So he's the only one that has ran longer and live from the Dutch Hall. Mm. But next year we're going to beat them. Okay. Right. That's how long that's how long these things run for. So we're then we'll be the longest running Canadian late night talk show in history. <laughs> right? No, so, no, I think JR Diggs was 11 years. See, now you're fucking busting me I'm up. Telling you. Long way to go. You got to ask Patrick Coppolino, but I think it was 11 years, I'm pretty sure. Man, this is really wow. throwing. I I'm, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually in talks with JR Diggs about doing like his show and he's going to do my show, but like now that this is uh this is changing everything. It's a rivalry now. <laughs> now I'm trying. I'm thinking this guy's like, you know, that I'm gonna have to step up to him yeah. a little bit, you know, prove who's the real king of late night <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> you got to get on global. Is global still a network? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it is. Right. That's a big one, I think. But I don't. Yeah. You know, who watches TV anymore? That's the thing. Everything's changed. You got to get on Netflix. Right. Or you're nothing. Let's talk about this after your song. Right. Oh, okay. But first, 
Let's let's play one song from your new album, and we'll get into this because I want to talk about country music. I want to talk about uh, uh, touring. I want to talk about like uh, trying to make money in the music industry in Canada. I want to talk all, all that stuff. But right. first, we have to hear a new song from your new album, Judgment Day. This is the title track from Aaron Allen and the Small City Saints. It's off of Judgment Day. Here Ooh. it is. All right. All right. Backed up by the Nocturnal Missions, by yeah. the way. That's right. You guys ready? You know it. Canada. All right. One, two, three, four. For these guys, because we played this song once, 
And these guys are great. Wow. Amazing. Thank you, Nocturnal Admissions. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. That's the thing about the Nocturnal Admissions that people don't understand is that they come in here like with like 15 minutes before a show sometimes (laughs) and learn a song and then play it at the beginning of the song or sometimes four minutes because we have to change our mind that isn't working and they have to do it. Honestly, guys, after all the years of doing this, uh, is that a skill you feel like you've developed? I think we're just less nervous of doing it. You know what I mean? Like, oh uh, yeah. That's after a while, of just learning it on the spot. Just that's what I learned from my brother too about like the type of work he does because it was so foreign from my work. And then uh, like he says, just don't be afraid of it. Just do it. Just yeah. don't be afraid yeah, of it. Just you, do you it. You might screw up here and there, but yeah, yeah. That's how you learn, right? For the most part, it's fun. Yeah, that's what I think too about everything in life. Like if you want to do it, like just do it and then figure it out. Like. And it doesn't right. matter how old you are either, right? Like, yeah. do you find that too? Oh, I just say I'm going to do something, and then I go, oh, shit, now I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the type of person I am. If I say I'm going to do it, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So I just spout off on top of my head, and then I got to follow through. Yeah, that's, that is exactly it. Once yeah. you publicly say, I have to do this, yeah. we are doing a telethon for Life from the Dutch Hall. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that we are going to like, raise money for the show, and we're going to do this, and we have we have it planned. We said it out loud. We have to do it, right? It's on the board. Yep. It's on the board. We have to do it. And that's a big part of life, because especially in the arts, like you, for example, like I, I mentioned at the top of the show, you got, you're involved in so many different artistic ventures, you know, like and over the years, you've always reached out and done that. And if you didn't create that, if you didn't like make the steps to make the, those things real, none of that would exist. No, I don't I, I don't think so. And I don't do it alone, though. I always bring people along like you do for, with your crazy ideas and, yeah, yeah. and you do it together. And, you know, it's really exciting. I, yeah. you know, working a job every day, you don't get that excitement. You're like, hey, we're going to create something. We're going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Make something that didn't exist other than the fact that we made it exist. Like, exactly. Like to me, that's like building a house or something like that. Like you can look back and say that you did something that was like tangible, yeah. you know, just because you thought of it and then made it happen you know yeah it was just a cool thing to do yeah it's just a cool thing to do yeah and why can't you do that in life as many times as you want you know like you should do that as many times as you can i try yeah yeah. that's why i don't work a regular job or anything right like i switch all the time so when did you start uh when did you you you've been a musician for 15 years you said right yeah so like that was your first um love i guess in the creative arts right was music yeah and then uh, at what point did you start in a band in high school or something like that? Uh, yeah, I, I always played with my brother. My brother was my drummer. Yeah. And uh, I think he was maybe 15 and I was 20 when we started our first band or something like that. And my wife became, I've been with my wife 18 years, so I've been with her since the age of 18. And she got in the band and then it was the three of us for a while. Yeah. And then my brother, we, f- we fought all the time, so he was like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah, so yeah. then I started the solo thing, and I released my first solo CD in uh, 06. And this is my seventh solo CD now. Well, it's not solo, but I have different members all the time. The Saints are different members all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a long time. and It's like c- kind of like the nocturnal emissions then, right? Like, they, uh, you get people, to, <laughs> except I'm not a front man at all. Yeah, I'm just the puppet master. <laughs> Eduardo. Yeah, and then uh, but like uh, so the saints come in and out. You had to replace different saints over the years. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I love playing with all different people. This yeah. record, it wasn't intentional, so I apologize to all the saints that were on the last record. Yeah. But I started working with uh, Dan Broadbeck, who's uh, well known around town, and I just wanted to make a record with him. And we didn't intend it to be a country record. It just turned out that way, and. Uh, 
some guys came on board, Archie Gamble and uh, Tara Dumphy and yeah, Simon Larachette. And it went really traditional country when I thought it was going to be more of a rock album, having yeah. Archie and Dan on it. Yeah. And we just made a traditional country record. And But it's not traditional country in the fact, or sorry, it is traditional country. I agree with that. Yeah. But it's got like a, I would say that last track in particular has a real Steve Earle feel to it. Don't, don't you feel? Yeah, like, I ripped that off from Steve Earle for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure. And then, uh, but it's like, but that's like, um, like it's, Steve Earle would have had to compete with like where it was just changing from like that old country western to like the new country pop bullshit that's like yeah. predominantly popular now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's what's tough for me right now because I don't fit in anywhere. Like here in Canada, there's not a lot of traditional country artists. And like I would say that you're you would be more considered alt country. Yeah. I like to call it Americana now. If we're labeling it, I'm yeah. being labeled as Americana, which is fine because I like storytelling and, you know, that's that's who I listen to. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's Americana, though. Like, no. Americana is more like that, like, old-timey stuff, right? Yeah, but they used to call the band, like, Americana, and they're mostly Canadians. So really? Yeah. yeah. They would say that's Americana because, like, folk and country and... The song, like, the, the Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. And blues and stuff, yeah. yeah. I guess it has all the American, like, influences in it, right? Yeah. Like country, blues, and like uh, R&B, I guess. What is that's American too, right? Soul. Soul. Yeah. Probably like, is jazz American? Who takes yeah, credit for, sure. for jazz? Well, I mean, jazz, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a broad, I mean, you, you could go into the Latin side of it. You know, world, I mean, jazz is really a world thing. Yeah, because it depends on what you classify <clears throat> as jazz, right? I think if right? you take uh, like jazz in america and then you take the african music and cuban music and latin music from around the world and that's when you started to branch off into country blues rock pop all came from jazz everything no i drums. think it came from, from latin it all started with originally african music drumming drumming was the original thing i mean that was how it all started and then I think jazz kind of came after that along with classical of course classicals yeah in there. I mean classical yeah, 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 it's been since yeah, yeah. forever, yeah. But uh, I think jazz is influential in starting country. Country, blues. and then when, con when because country is very similar to blues, you're you're yeah. expressing yeah. your pains, your sufferings. There's a lot of similarities between country and blues. Well, exactly, especially from that time. Well, and then that's the point, isn't it? Is, a, is that the new country doesn't have this like the pop country that they yeah. play on the radio? That's that's super huge, and I know Laura, yeah. you you I, love you it. You know what? I used to. I don't listen to it anymore. It's yeah. the same fucking song, yeah. over and over, over again. And over. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, it yeah. was uh, <laughs> when 95.3 was there, and I had kids, and I was watching what was on the radio. That's how I got into country music, right. and that and was this? the only thing. And then now I'm not into it at all. But sometimes, sometimes there's things that we'll find on with, that have a little bit of a country feel, but it's not. Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, there you go. Excuse Oops. me, sorry, Lori. That's yeah. a live. I'm sorry, Lori, to you. I hate and, uh, burps in the mic. I, I, I'm sorry. It's my fault. I, I, I can't help it. But, but that's the point. The point is that new country music doesn't have the same soul. They don't. They don't like uh, tell a story. And that's why he played uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. off the top is because that guy, he's like, uh, he doesn't give a shit at all. Like he just wants to make sure that you t you're you're telling the truth. Like, yeah. more than anything else, like, tell an authentic story about your life. And uh, so he goes kind of 
so far the other way that he kind of yeah. <laughs> he's going like uh, like really spelling it out. But like, but like that's a unique or a very big distinction in today's country music versus the roots of it when it was good. Is that it used to be that it would tell you about like you fucked up in life, yeah, and you did something bad and you learned something and then uh, some you know like something happened to you, and it was like a whole arc of it. Where now it's about like being a redneck and getting fucked up and like like it's the same as like the the rap shit where it's just about like getting all fucked up and yeah. getting laid and stuff, you know. Well, and no works. one ever learns a lesson or or looks bad in it. But those like, things sell uh, right now. Yeah, why? And that goes back to, I mean, when you had, like, universal music writing songs. And that's what people listen to on their whatever record or gramophone yeah. they had. The songs were being written by, like, groups. And, like, I, like I'm not, Sony isn't one of them, but, like, a group like that. Yeah, yeah. And you take back before the Beatles and before any of that. But when they were getting bored of that and they started to realize that all this weird blues and country music and all this random shit that isn't on the radio isn't being sold or broadcast, yeah. that started getting popular. The stuff that's old wasn't becoming popular, so they started to bring that into the radio. That stuff gets unpopular, and all of a sudden then you've got pop and rap and all of this new yeah. stuff. That becomes popular, and so on and so on and so forth. And normally in, in, in the history of this stuff, you'd notice that when the when the economy or when the political environment went shitty, then yeah. the music would get good again. It'd get honest. And then people would go away from the stuff that you're talking about, the corporately produced music, and go into the real stuff. Record hunting and trying to find black radio or like black market radios and pirate radio stations and yeah. all of that. And even That's now with the internet, it's like even more so like people get so compartmentalized in whatever they're into that the people that are in Aaron Allen, the small city saints, are going to be like really into Aaron Allen and the Small City Saints, yeah. But they're not going to know anybody else, you know what I mean? Like it's like people seem to like get into their like little groups that they're like super into, and then they're not looking at everything else that exists because there's so what's much great shit about it though. Yeah. Like the internet, we don't get paid, you know, yeah. we don't get paid well. But that's what's great about it. Radio to me is pretty shit, and I always get mad because they don't play me on the radio. Yeah, and I got friends who are DJs and shit, so sorry guys. But I always, I always get pissed off because they don't play me on the radio. But I don't listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to it. I listen to my iTunes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And I think that's the, that's the real thing is like, uh, like the media's changed so much. Yeah. That like, a, like I, I, there's these comics that got it. They're 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 like very experienced, well respected comics. They got a show on AM radio, and uh, they uh, they got a show on AM radio and and. Like they want us to help them promote it, but I'm like, who listens to AM radio anymore? Like yeah. it's like it's dead. Yeah. Like it's totally dead. Why would I help you support something that no one's gonna fucking listen to? Like it's AM radio. You can make get like, I don't know who listens to AM. Does anyone listen to AM? I used to it, when I was in the tractor before so I got satellite radio. <laughs> yeah, I can't even I, I can't even get the it. AM stations in anymore. Yeah. Like uh, it doesn't even come in. So no. like when I try to listen to it, cause I used to listen to like the sports one. Yeah, yeah that's what You're I listened to was AM water. 590. But it's like you had to be in the right field. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could just get a fucking like download something and listen to it for yeah, a whole hour. So awesome. Sounds yeah, great. Right now. Yeah. 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 You're telling me you've, you've driven tractors and you don't like today's country? <laughs> no, I don't. I really? Hate it. Yeah. Oh, really? I hate every Dirt roads it. and tractors. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm actually doing it. I'm not fucking making a stupid <laughs> shit song about it. Like, yeah. Uh, 
partying on the back roads like i'm from chad i'm a small yeah, no, farming community yeah exactly it's like no, our friends died on those dirt roads flipping their pickup yeah. trucks they, yeah. the parties weren't fucking cool you yeah. know like yeah. also you were from, you're from chatham right yeah so like uh, how many guys wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots in chatham none none right none. no and this is the same in norfolk county because we don't have yeah. livestock if you have cattle you wear cowboy boots and a cowboy hat i get it right you have yeah. cattle but if you if you're just like growing like fucking greenhouse cucumbers <laughs> and you're wearing like a cowboy hat, you know, yeah. like you, what the fuck is your problem? And I had a guy that uh, he was in water. He grew up with me in Waterford. You know, yeah. we go to University of Guelph where everybody all the farmers are cowboys there because they're like come from livestock operations, which I get. I'm not going to fault those guys for it. They're real deals. Right. Yeah. Like, they're real deal. But like. From Norfolk, a guy shows up. All of a sudden, he's there a week at University of Guelph. He's wearing a cowboy hat and a big <laughs> belt buckle and stuff. I'm like, fuck, dude, you you grow greenhouse plants. Like, I, you don't yeah. wear a cowboy hat. You listen to ACDC, and you fucking, like, you're a skid. Yeah. You had a mullet till like, last <laughs> month. You know, you just cut it off. You're a fucking skid like the rest of us. Like, And that's what Norfolk County was when I was growing up. No yeah. one listened to country music. We listened to fucking... Like uh, rock like hard and rock like hard music, rock, priming music. tobacco. Yeah, it was all like like pump up music. Like yeah. it was all like like hard rock, and uh, no classic one listened. Classic rock. To, yeah, my, classic my, rock, exactly. My dad listened to country, but it was old country, and I, and I to be honest, I liked it. Like yeah. uh, it was good stuff. Like uh, I love all the old with like the old guys like Johnny Cash and Merle Willie Hager. Nelson, Merle Haggard. And the Kill Yard, yeah. wasn't Waylon it? Jennings. Like Rocket One Hundred One. Rocket 101. Yeah. I think that's Great what we station. listen to. Yeah. Sometimes we listen to 820. Uh, the, uh, the oldies 1150 was a lot of times what we listened to on the planter or in the oh. green in the, uh, the a strip room. The only yeah. station you, you know get. what a strip room is, Aaron? No. Sounds uh, sounds, sounds uh, awesome. ominous, doesn't it? <laughs> a strip room? He wants yeah. to know what the strip I room do. is. I do. Yeah. not awesome. Gloomy this, is, this is a true statement that I've heard come out of my wife's mouth many times. Or no... In my life, I've heard it come up. I've been with my wife for 28 years, right? Nice. Yeah, so it's a long time. It's going to be 16, so similar to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a long time. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone by fast, really quick, right? Oh, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. That's the thing. If it wasn't so wonderful, it would be easier for us. Because yeah. we wouldn't feel so bad about like being dedicated to one woman the whole time, right? But if she wasn't so good, I'd be tagging puss all the time. But as it as it as it is right now, my wife's wonderful. So I have had l- sex with less women than Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Three yeah. women, three yeah. women I've had sex with in my life. It's been. Yeah, you yeah. remember I the other two? I was with her when I was 18. Yeah, but you remember the other two? Like you remember them often? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I could call. Are I you could friends call with both of them on oh, Facebook? No, no, no. Yes. You are. Yeah. Oh, does yeah. your wife know that? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. So is but it because you do you have a relationship with both those girls that you've had sex with? Like are you friends with them still? No, no. They just a per- I don't even peripheral. know where they live or anything. Oh, it's okay. just, I think they're checking me out. Trying to see what I look like these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't check them out. I didn't seek them out, I don't think. I am Facebook friends with I every woman I've had sex with as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I also sleep with that same woman every night. <laughs> one lonely woman. The only one that's experienced my love. Is Jane Van Dyke. Jane, you know that as a special treat for you, that you're the only one that's experienced the love that I can give a woman. <laughs> you're the only one. Enjoy it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what I have a direct what 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 we what we do know, Aaron, is that if we make that decision, then we're gonna dedicate our life to a woman that we love. Yeah. 
we're also going to dedicate our uh, efforts into pleasing that woman, correct? I try. Yes. Yeah, I try. <laughs> like but y- she puts up with a lot of shit. Like, yes. Yeah. But the, on the flip side of that, you know that sexually you have to know all of her kinks and satisfy all of them. Like, your moves that work with your wife after 18 years of being with her yeah. are going to work on your wife perfectly. You know it, because you build on your, your experiences. You try something, she says, I don't like that, I like that, right? Yeah. Then you say, I'll Most leave that out. I don't like that. Yeah, Most so you leave it out, right? <laughs> the, m- the more the years pass, it's like, <laughs> I don't like that more and more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how yours is going, but mine's, yeah. mine's regressing here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand how that goes. It's like you're saying, you want to try something new? And he's like, okay, I'll try something new. And like, I'll oh, stop doing that. No, I don't even try anymore. <laughs> yeah, mostly you can actually say, st- instead of stop doing that, you could probably say, Get your finger out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Don't do it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, but you try because you want to try to see like, oh, maybe we can turn this up a notch. Maybe we can make it a, you know, this a better thing. But most of the time, it is a failure. Yeah. But I'm saying when you have the night where you're saying, okay, I'm not gonna try anything new. I'm just gonna go to the, all the greatest hits. Yeah. I'm gonna play all the moves and go elbow, asshole, whatever you do. You know. Yeah. You go to your move set, and then uh, boom, she loves it. And you're like, yeah, because I fucking know you. I rock your puss because I'm great at it, right? Like, yeah. I've, I've dedicated my concentration to making you happy, and you've done it for that many years, right? Well, I think I, that no one can bang your wife, Aaron, as good as you. Is one of my I pointers. hope that's true. But uh, it seems like you guys got a really good relationship here. You're yeah. telling me right now <laughs> that I said, you, don't, you don't relate to that? because I do. I I. Well, my wife's pregnant right now too, so it's, with your it's baby? tough. But yeah, with my, I think, I think my baby. So that's nice. But uh, <laughs> it's more like it's been a week. I guess we should do this. That's oh, yeah. that's what that's where we're at. Yeah. But yeah. I don't care. But that's like, not the point, because that's the same with me. Yeah, I, agree I love that. her. I don't care. Yeah. I, but when it is your time to go, you're like, yeah. I'm. I know. I know my way around this joint. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. You've been around there a couple of times. You know what she likes and doesn't like. Yeah. Is my point. And then you can take pleasure in the fact that no one in the world can bang your wife as good as you can, right? I don't think that's true, but... Uh, Why? I'll laugh. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, and I really am. Uh, don't you think that after 18 years, you should have figured out more than some stranger out the street that just bangs your wife willy-nilly? I think she could always do better. <laughs> and I, I uh, tell her that. I'm like... Well, that's a problem with you, my friend, not yeah? with your penis and your skills. Well, Get yourself a break. As, as a whole. Get your wife on the phone right now. Come on. Uh, she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I bet you. I bet you you're playing down your role. I think you do a good job. I, I, I treat her well. I treat her well. I cook dinner and stuff. I, but like you, I you know, I'm an artistic mind, and she's always working, paying the bills, and holding it down. And I'm always sneaking out and doing other things. And you know, so I'm always like, you know, I feel a little bit bad about myself sometimes because I'm doing all these crazy things. Yeah, you should. But Spending all of our money on <laughs> records that yeah. nobody buys. But that's what makes you work, right? You yeah. have your own things, but yeah. together you're a, a team. Perfect team. Right? Yeah, that's true. What I'm telling that's you to true. do, Aaron, is like after tonight's show, yeah, you go home to your wife, and you start really making a conscious effort to concentrate on how to make her toes curl when you make love, because that is going to change your whole life. You just sit there and say, like, no, no, no. All I want to concentrate on is you, and pleasuring you. Not yeah. just doing it for the sake Even of as doing a, it, because it's it Sunday. To, and you have a pre- yeah no no but no but the Sunday <laughs> thing is good you like yeah. you don't want to push her on Monday when she's busy you don't want to push her on Tuesday or all the other yeah. days she's busy but Sunday you know that you're gonna get Sunday yeah you're like okay Sunday Sunday I'm gonna 
I'm going to like uh, fuck the shit out of you. Like I'm really gonna. I mean that in a romantic way. You know, I mean that. I in hope a, my most wife is sleeping right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you're gonna say to her like, I am. I know you. I've, yeah. I I love you. You support me my whole life, and I'm gonna figure out everything that's gonna make you happy, like physically, like in a in a marital way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think she's sad. I I know what you mean. I think, yeah. she, I think she's satisfied. I'm satisfied. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think we're satisfied like that. Do you have kids in the house still? Yeah, too. Yeah, because I got a, f- a four-year-old running around, and that makes it hard. Yeah, and yeah. I got one on the way. So I think in, in another 18 years, my sex life is going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the right answer. You know, but I'm, I'm just saying every chance you get, you got to make it count because yeah. th- those are the things that are going to keep her around, eh? Like it's really, good. Because as they get more you. sparingly, as you get more, like, you don't get as many chances at her, you yeah. know, because she's got life going on. Then when you do get that chance, yeah, make you got to make it work, man. You got to make it work because that's got to make her think, like, hey, maybe I'll come back for more business. <laughs> right? You do, You can't think because it's your wife. You can just get away with it just by not, not, not like, hitting on her, like, putting yeah. in the moves, you know? You think if another dude wants to bang your wife, he's going to put in some effort. He's going to try to, like, really... Romance. Romance. I need so to romance her. So if you make her, her toes curl, yeah. she's going to let you do it more because... Yeah. And next yeah. time, she's probably going to give you more of what you want because you made her toes curl. Yeah. Mm. I think Is that it? happened one time this year. Yeah. I think her toes curled <laughs> once this year. That's right. That's yeah. good. Build on that. Yeah. Make it better. Next I'll try. year, make no. it twice. <laughs> So the you next year make it three times. Yeah. Right? I'll try. Just three keep times. building on it. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere out here. Yeah. I'll try. Can I come here for marriage counseling every week? <laughs> yeah. I hope everyone's listening to this at home. If you have a wife at home, don't glad, stop hitting on her. Help, you really have to hit on her. I love my wife and it's good. Everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> hit, hit on her though. You know what? That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that I don't do that. Hit I don't on her. do that. I and sh- you know what? Words it, are important. Yeah. They are. Like I'm, never, I'm not a guy that's like, you, you're looking really good tonight, and I yeah. need to be like that. Because yeah, she do. does, but I don't say it. I don't give that to her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What it's a jerk. E- it's easy what a to jerk. take. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her. What a jerk. <laughs> this is what the whole <laughs> show's become. We're supposed to. how pretty she yeah. is. <laughs> We're supposed to promote his album. This is a show for the ladies. Yeah, it's a show for the ladies. That's your birthday present to me. Tell her she's pretty. So which album is that? You've made albums with a number of different bands and a number of different forms, and this is so what what number of album is this for you and all the incarnations of all the different things you've done i think 11 11 or 12 wow. now that's yeah. that is incredible body of work yeah something you should be very proud of and that work lives well well past your years like you must take comfort I, in that yeah i hope people are listening every once in a while somebody will send me a message and they tell me they're listening like once it's out there you never know that people are listening yeah, yeah that's right I played a show, a guy's diaper party, because we're 35 and this is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all dudes in this basement, and we're all punk rock guys. That's where I started out, punk rock. And I have this song, Slow. It's, it's really quiet and kind of, I don't know, romantic. I don't know, feeling. And all these dudes sang this song. Yeah. Like 25 or 30 guys in the basement just sing this song, Slow. And I'm like, wow, people are listening. Yeah. It's but I don't know that. It's a great song, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I think it's criminally underrated. It's criminally underplayed. Uh, you also sing it with your wife, um, which probably helped in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the, the first time I ever heard you was on FM 96, and they played the song. They and played it? 
Mm. What? You are on the radio. There you oh, go. I didn't You're even know that. Uh, I lo- the first time I ever heard <sighs> anything about you. I had heard it once, and I was like, what? that's a great fucking song. I love corporate radio. All that stuff I said <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah. What? They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My career is done after this. <laughs> really? It is wow. nice, I though. did not know that. That's yeah. cool. Thank you, FM ninety six. And that is a that is a pretty cool thing. Like even if it's yeah. just like a few people, like, you get to that party where you're like, okay, if this is many people here know it, then how many other people know it? You know, yeah. and then you, you you're like, uh, uh, you can't stop now. No. You know, then when you get that little bit of encouragement, you're like, how do you stop? Right. Well, that's the problem. You get a little bit and you keep going and you live yeah. off of that for a little bit and. And I, then uh, it wears you down because you think like, oh, I was like like fooling myself because of that oh yeah and then you're like i'm I, i'm like a, a fraud and i don't i'm worthless yeah <laughs> i just sit around stewing slow it's, it's, did nothing i'm worthless <laughs> but now that it, i know it got played on fm 96 yeah, i can't got a new life live one another time, day one time. yeah <laughs> that's right eh? that's what it really is though yeah. like seriously we talk about like trying to make money and like entertainment in canada it's like crazy you have to like uh basically take all the risk no one else is going to take any of it you have to book your own shows you have to like make your own tours you have to do everything yourself to make anyone care and uh even then you don't know if anyone's going to give a shit right it's a risk and like now when you get bigger you got to pay like i pay radio promoters to get my stuff to the radio it costs me money i have a pr guy it costs me money to pay him for him to solicit my music to stuff and it's that's what I have to do because now I'm at this level. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I thought slow was a hit. And people come up to me and go, this is a hit. And, you know, people aren't wrong. And I, I've sent it out. And people aren't wrong. They tell me all the time. But yeah. I've been rejected by a ton of people. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's I don't so know. So are the Beatles. That's, yeah. a nice, that's a nice model about Wheeler Walker Jr. is that the guy has never been played on any radio station anywhere. Yeah. And uh, he's... He's the top ten country uh, artists in the states, always. Really? And because he does podcasts, he does like like uh, all the like uh, the internet stuff to push his art out, but yeah. no one else knows about him. Like it's just YouTube and I didn't know about internet. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, sorry, um, earlier before we started, I, I wanted to mention something, but I said I'd save it for the show. Uh, your song "Slow" and the song that we did at the top, yeah, are similar. Uh, in chord structure, but I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want it to fuck with your head while we were doing the song and you broke into the... I'd start singing yeah, slow. that's exactly yeah. what I thought. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> say anything. But uh, anyway, I just I don't I'd bring it up now. I appreciate that. I don't play <laughs> slow. I rarely play it live. I wasn't playing it yeah. and uh, because it has too many chords. And it, it fucks me up. I can't play it. I always screw it up. And people just keep yelling it out, so now I have to play it. But there you go. Yeah, I wish it would do something. It's going to come out in a movie. In, in like a year oh, really? called Project Hope. Really? Yeah. And I just submitted it to like uh, the show Heartland. So oh. I hope it gets on there. Some touchy feely thing. That'd be a good but thing. Isn't yeah. it funny how back in the day, like you'd be considered a sellout to do something like that of your art. And now it's like uh, that's the only way you yeah. can oh, yeah. get your art out there is to tag on to something else, someone else's project. You know? Yeah. Back in the day, they were giving you $100,000 to make a music video or $500,000. Now it's like we all make it with our handy cams. You yeah, know? yeah. The yeah. Internet's great for indie artists and, and the kids that know how to do this. Yeah. But I'm at the weird age where I'm like, I'm not doing any of this Internet shit. Yeah. I don't promote myself. And right. so I got to pay this other guy to do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. lazy. I'm doing the same thing right yeah. now. And I don't know 
what I'm doing, like at all, like if it's the right thing or not. Because well, like, you never do. Even paying somebody, it might not be the right thing. Yeah, because you pay a guy, and then you get all these people that like are like part of a algorithm to get you uh, followers or whatever. Yeah. But then you don't. They they're not listening to your. They're not like consuming your product. No. Like, they don't really care. They don't like what you're doing. They're just trying to like support you so they can get supported. You know. Yeah. And it's, it's just a self congratulating like inner circle of people that are like selling to each other in a fucking loop you know yeah all those entrepreneur guys you know what i mean like they're like all saying they're gonna like uh change the world or whatever and they live for themselves and not have to care but like they just uh sell to each other oh like, yeah uh, stroking their own egos all the time yeah you know? showing their lamborghinis and shit like yeah uh, like that's what matters you know making money off my song slow yeah. No, nobody's Worth making it, money though. off If that. you made a ton of money, like let's say you made a ton of money, like all of a sudden Aaron Allen fucking lights up because of this appearance on Life from the Dutch Hall. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you're like uh, all of a sudden a big deal. Yeah. Right? Now, you're in your 30s or mid-30s, right? Right. So you're like, uh, you're fairly like like developed as a man, right? Yeah. So by the time you you found this like uh, a success, you're already the kind of developed. But... but how would it change you, do you think? It if you would got, like, ridiculous... I'm talking ridiculous wealth and fame. It would ruin my life, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'd start drinking again. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going out on tour, and I haven't been on tour in, like, eight years, and I'm really scared to leave my daughter. I haven't left my daughter for a day before, I don't think. So oh, my God. I'm going to go out, and I don't want to leave my daughter. That's the most important thing, you know? Yeah, yeah it's tough. I don't want to miss a day of her life, right? So... Uh, it, it would ruin my life. I don't want to be big. I just want to have a name that's good enough that I could go out and play 300-seat theaters and, you know, just on a weekend and actually get paid. Yeah, yeah. You know, get paid for my time driving out there, like comics back when I did stand-up. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd drive to Hamilton to make no money. Yeah. And it, I'd get home at, you know, 4 in the morning. It's terrible. Yeah, I do it every night. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so tough, and that's how I feel with music. I just want to get to a point where I feel the material is good enough. Yeah. I feel like if I had enough exposure, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, for some reason, I'm not getting the radio play and, and stuff. And I joke and I diss, you know, all that stuff. But, yeah, I would like radio play. I would like exposure. Yeah. And it's not like, um, it's, like it's just a weird world now because you don't know what the right channel is because, like, it's not radio anymore. It's not, like, I mean, because, like, uh you don't know where people are listening. You look at the younger generation; they don't listen. They don't watch TV. They don't listen to the radio. They don't. They're just they don't always, go outside. They don't do anything. They <laughs> find their own world. How do you penetrate the? You know them. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we just got concentrate on people like us. Go forward with them. Yeah, I don't know. Do you do you have any? Do you get any consideration of vinyl and stuff like that? Do you do any work on vinyl now? We yeah. have one. Yeah, my last record. We have record. one at our house. Oh, you have Aaron Allen yeah. and Small City Saints. We do. Yeah. Yeah, you have the record. Yeah, is it one of the first? Is it an original copy? Did, or what, what was Char- Charters is big on getting the first album? Because we went and saw Cattle. Do you know Cattle? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, and Charters wanted to buy one of the records, but he wanted their first album, and he, first pressing, first pressing oh. on the first album, and he's like, uh, they're like, well, this one's not that good. Like, get this album's way better. This album's way- no, no. I want first pressing, first album because he wants it. Because yeah. he's a definition of a hipster. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. for the collector value or whatever. I want the 180 gram one. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I think it's I awesome think... that tapes and and records are coming back. Oh, like it's people great. want something tangible again, you know. Yeah. 
I couldn't afford it on this one, but last time I did a Kickstarter that paid for it. Yeah. And I'm in this weird, uh, you know, I a lot of older people come out and see me. Yeah. And then the younger people that buy vinyl yeah. don't really get what I'm doing. So I got a lot of records at home sitting in my garage. Oh, I see. So this time around, it didn't make sense. Like, my CDs are sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's who you're yeah. selling to. Vinyl, I'm just kind of out of the loop in the age group. Ah. Uh-huh. But. What it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I bought my daughter a record player for her birthday. Yeah. Oh, God, I want one of those things so bad. It's got a tape oh. deck in the side and a Bluetooth and all this shit. It was oh, like, really? It was unbelievable. I want one so bad because I think I want to get back into it because I miss the crackle. I miss yeah. the, I miss putting the needle on and the whole thing. I remember it as a kid, like when you did it again. I don't know. I, it must be the nostalgia. You just remember. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got my old records that I had from my mom's house and played them for my kids and stuff like that. And my old yeah. tape that I had in my uh, 76 Monarch that I played when I was 16, like, the whole time zeppelin four really yeah yeah tapes are coming back too yeah this thing's got a tape deck right in it yeah. it's unbelievable like I, 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 tapes are huge right now actually and i don't get it i don't get it either i get the record thing because it actually sounds better like yeah. when i listen to my digital copy or my record it sounds way better yeah, i yeah. just thought that was a hipstery thing but then i bought a record player and i'm yeah, like no it it's it does sound way it's better. awesome Even the steve, low end on it steve bought an old shitty uh record hi-fi hi-fi oh, yeah. record player bucks. really awesome. yeah. it's like one of those huge panels that's like a whole like like counter it's bigger than yeah. my piano yeah it's like <laughs> uh, and then you flip it up and it's got oh, the record I player on the end. yeah well, we had two of we them had, when we were growing yeah, up we yeah did. yeah people were giving those away 10 years ago yeah yeah 20 bucks. Wow. He got it for 20 bucks. He plays it in his house and it sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like for 20 bucks. Like it's so cool, man, that these things are like, like that. People are going back to that because I think that's where it's going to go. Eventually yeah. you get so far removed, the pendulum swings, you come back, you know? Yeah. Like this pop country is uh, in now, but there's people like Sturgill Simpson and Chris Stapleton and stuff bringing it back. And uh, I don't know. There's room for both of us. You know you what know? it is, though? The people buying the albums. Like the people buying albums now, they the, the, look at the uh, top selling albums, and this has been the rise of country. Yeah, is because the people in the middle of America are the least likely to be like adapt to new technology. Oh, so they're the ones that are still likely to buy albums. And you look at the other albums that yeah. took off, like when the music industry went down, it was like children's albums. So like Hannah Montana and that bullshit, right. like Selena Gomez or whatever the crap was the kids like. Because that shit, uh, the parents would buy it for their birthdays and stuff right. like that. They need to still buy them shit, so they buy them that crap. So they would still buy albums for stuff you buy for kids. So that's why the pop records went up. And then country was dumb people that didn't know how to work the fucking internet in the middle of the... Because they were like just like hicks or whatever in the middle of the country or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, well, I don't fucking know this new stuff. So they kept buying records because they didn't know any better. Right. And then those that's why the country kept selling because they were the last ones to adopt a steal in music, right? And it still sells. It's, it's yeah. still doing great. Like I think because they're just less likely. Maybe they're honest religious people or something that like sit in the middle of the country and like don't want to steal. Yeah. You know, but I, Or they're just like don't know how to use the technology, right? A little bit of both probably. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have... <laughs> oh, okay, so... Uh, is there anything we should promote you one more time? You got a new album coming out on April 27th. It's Aaron Allen and the Small City Saints. It's Judgment Day. If you'd like to go to London to what's the bar? Uh, Aeolian Hall. Aeolian Hall. Go go support Aaron Allen. There's a CD release. 
I'd like to thank our super fan, Lori. Uh, Aaron, is Happy there anything break. else you want to plug? I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about your charity work, which is unbelievable what you do. Oh, that's okay. But we can save it for the next show that you come down because you really yeah. do a lot of stuff with people that I love that we do in the community. And to be honest, Aaron, you're one of my favorite guys because you're so, you're such a legitimate renaissance man who does a lot of good things. And I like, I think we have have a lot more people like you in the world. Aww. I really do believe that to be true. So I want to thank you for coming in, Aaron. Thank You've you. been a great guest. <laughs> and Lori, for having me. you are my sister and I love you. And uh, you've been a great supporter of my show since the very beginning. You are the super fan of all super fans. You know that. And we want to really thank you for coming in. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, and I love you very much. Happy birthday, Happy Lori. Birthday. And everybody who's uh, listening live from the Dutch Hall, I want to thank you. Tell your friends. Share the episode. Do whatever you can. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play a little song to, to uh, close the show. This is uh, for Lori Ball for her birthday. Woo. Enjoy this song. It's a little funky song for you, everybody. If you'd like to uh, uh, support our show or give us a piece of feedback, you can do so at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com or do feedback. it on uh, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. We're all on it. Looking for Dutch Hall or Live from the Dutch Hall. You'll find us. And until then, we'll see you in T. See you next Thursday. Woo.
Great show, everybody. That's Thanks an ending. Woo. That's an ending. <laughs> you could do that all night. Good job. Well done. <laughs> Great playing well with done, you guys. Boy. Yeah.